All right, good morning, Hoops fans. It is Friday morning. Free agency is here, and we are lucky enough not just to have our NBA master, Bill Ingram, with us, but we also have the great Tracy Graven in one spot. Look at that. It's 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 like a two-for-one special. I don't know if I've ever uh, felt as lucky as I do right now. Gentlemen, good morning. It's 1041 here on the East Coast. 941 where you guys are and I just want to know has anybody else signed any more max deals since we've been uh since we've been awake and started the intro of this show I was trying to get Tracy to sign me to one but he didn't have the money <laughs> yeah. no and see Tracy's smart he's like I'm only signing like top tier guys because you guys are the lower guys you know what I mean like we're not ESPN you know um for those who don't know Tracy is one of the probably one of the best uh, NBA writers, best kept secrets across the country. He has broken many stories in the past, and we are very lucky to have him on the show today. And man, like I think from KD's announcement that he wanted to be traded to all the signings last night, it's hard to go where it's hard to figure out where to start. So let's go back to the beginning of the week and let's start with Kyrie Irving and that situation. Now, Bill, you and I have been critical all season long of Kyrie about him not playing because he wasn't vaccinated. And then they, they raised the mandate. He was allowed to play in New York. And you and I even were very critical of him and KD after they were eliminated from against the Celtics on how the uh, on how they were sitting up there at that press conference, talking to the media, and they were saying them and the owners will figure out what's the best step for this team. So let's start with Kyrie, them not wanting to give them a co- him a contract extension because they just don't trust them. Where do we where was what was your opinion at that point in time? What was going to happen here? Well, I applauded the structure they've set forth, which was look, we'll give you a multi-year deal, but it's going to have some incentives in there as far as how many games you're going to play. And I don't know how you give a guy like Kyrie Irving a contract without doing that. Not a not a massive contract because you have to protect yourself. How much money do you pay a guy? And we see a lot of these guys around the league now. If you're only going to show up 50 games, probably you ought to get paid for 50 games and not 82. So that was my first thought. And then when they ultimately decided to ink him to a one year, I thought, that's great. Give him a year to show, okay, there's no more vaccination issues. We're healthy. What's the next excuse? The world is, he figured, I guess he figured out the world is not flat or triangular or whatever he thought about that. Maybe aliens are invading next. I don't know. Is that going to impact his play? And then all this talk that we've heard about how Kyrie sees the NBA as a job, not a passion, not a <laughs> – this is not what you and I and Tracy grew up watching. Games mattered. Winning mattered. Winning game three mattered as much as winning the fourth – maybe not as much as the fourth game in the finals, but it mattered the third, fourth game in the season was important. They didn't wait until Christmas and then go, oh, should I start showing up now? I don't like this mentality. I like teams like Golden State and Boston where all the guys show up every night to compete. And if they're not going to do that, I'm not. you're not a max player to me. So I would absolutely – I applaud the handling of Kyrie by uh, Sean Marks and his team. If you're, if you're going to get a long-term deal, it's going to be incentive-laden or I'm going to give you one year to prove that you can get your head out of your butt and play some ball. Yeah, and, and what I what, and Tracy, I know you were gonna jump in, but I just want to throw one other point. And I I applaud Sean Marks that they're saying, go ahead and go find the sign and trade. By the way, we don't want Russell Westbrook, and we don't, I know we don't want anything from Los Angeles. So good luck. And then they came back like, uh, okay. And meanwhile, while all this is going around, 
Kevin Durant is sitting there just saying, I'm just going to wait and see how this whole thing plays out. Now, Tracy, let's get your thoughts on Kyrie Irving. We haven't heard it yet. Bill and I have been ranting and raving all season about it. What are your thoughts? Well, Bill and I were kind of discussing um, the super team theory this morning and, you know, how automatically when uh, Kyrie <clears throat> was uh, exploring, so to speak, uh, it, it was reuniting with uh, LeBron in L.A. Um, and we kind of danced through that this morning uh, over breakfast and um, how you're never going to get a complete season, 82 games times each person. Um, we, we even expanded that to the Clippers with John Wall and Kawhi and PG. And I mean, going back to what Bill said a minute ago, the teams that show up every day from day one, from, you know, summer league to, 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 to training camp um, and put their earnest effort out on the floor. If you've got a super team of three to four people, nobody's doing that. They're trying to one up each other and Kyrie. I mean, you can, take it back to however far you want to, but let's go back to when he released his movie. It's all about one-upmanship. Um, you can take it to the, the shot over Steph um, in, in the NBA Finals. One-upmanship. It's never been about, like Bill said, a passion. It's it's more about... Um, it's about it's about ego. It's, it's, it's the type 10, top 10 uh, ESPN plays. Well, you know, you know what's it's interesting, too, is... Like we were just saying on how KD waited to see how the situation played out. And now when this whole thing just happened, my initial thought was him being agitated with Kyrie and basically saying, okay, you're going to opt in to be here and put everybody through what you just went through. I'm not going to sit here and go through this again. F you, I want out. But yeah. now it's coming. Now it's coming out where it feels like Irving and Durant are sitting there upset with the Nets organization on how they were sitting there saying it's going to be our way or the highway. Neither one of us want to be here. And now we both want out. You can move both of us. and We'll be good. And Bill and I were both talking on air yesterday. I'm like, Hmm, well, what, what can really work for them? That's going to help them win. And who's got all that cap space, San Antonio. Now, not saying that they can, I don't think that that would have to be a three trade deal or four trade deal for team deal to get that happen. Cause San Antonio just does not have the assets. To make that to make that work, just two teams. Not anymore. But not definitely not anymore. But I will say, this latest development of saying both guys want out, the Nets don't have to do anything with these guys. They can make them be miserable and make them stay. Now, will Sean Marks do that? I think what that will set a bad precedent on how they treat players. Um, teams, may, players may not want to go there because obviously players talk around the league. Well, if they, we don't want to be here and they don't want to move us. Why would you want to come and work for a guy like that? So now their hands, um, their hands are tied. Tracy, I'll start with you. What do you think the best remedy of this situation is, and where can you see the Nets sort of taking advantage of the situation? Yes, you have two guys that don't want to be here, but the Nets have the leverage. Where would you send either one of these guys or both of these guys together? So I don't know if it was, uh, you know, stupor of early morning rubbing my eyes, uh, but uh, I threw one at Bill this morning that you disregard uh, KD's list of the two teams. Um, but you get some of those teams involved because they have pieces they want to move as well. If I'm uh, Sean Marks, I go and say to Minnesota, I'd like to have uh, Edwards. Yeah. And we can put KD up there to put butts in seats. Uh, him and 
him and uh, DeAndre Aiden. And where did DeAndre Aiden come from? Well, you take Carl Anthony Towns and ship him on down to Phoenix for DeAndre Aiden because Aiden's value isn't up even where Edwards Edwards is. Um, so then you got two uh, Kentucky boys playing together um, in Towns and Booker in Phoenix. Aiton gets a fresh start, and he can be, you know, the center of the future for Minnesota. And Sean Marks comes out a winner because he takes somebody who has tremendous upside and, um, you know, doesn't have the spoiled uh, spoiled millionaire mentality. I, I, I want to go one more with that before our bill jumps in with that. I, I think that you can even – if you don't want to make a case, I know we kept on saying Carl Anthony Towns is a more of a Robin, but he certainly got paid like Batman last night because yeah. he signed a giant extension. You know, I, I Minnesota is one thing. I kept on joking around saying maybe you send uh, both of them to Utah for Mitchell and Corbert <laughs> and and say you know what you go enjoy basketball obscurity. You you don't want media attention. You don't want to you you want to go out there, send them to Utah and send those guys to New York, but. I can't see them moving these two guys together. I think you moved. I think you moved Durant, and then when Kyrie's contract is gone next year, he's probably just going to follow where Durant is. Bill, where do you see either one of these two or both of them going? Honestly, the best scenario I like is Sean Marks playing Greg Popovich ball and saying, "Look, we blew up our entire team. We mortgaged everything. All of our future is gone to bring you together because you wanted to play together. You insisted on it." And we brought you here because the two of you were going to deliver blah, blah, blah. Granted, James Harden was somebody in some world thought he would be a part of that. People from Houston didn't think that. Um, and so you got Ben Simmons. Even better, the problem is you've got so many asterisks. If you can get Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons healthy, and, and, and KD, and all these guys are in the right place mentally, wherever they need to be. And I'm not disregarding mental health issues. Apparently, Ben Simmons has. And hey, okay, get the help you need. You and I have spoken about that in the past already. Yep. Yeah. If you can get all these guys healthy mentally and physically and focused, who beats this team? If they show up and they play 70-plus games and they're healthy for the playoffs and they make a run, no one should beat this team. But how many asterisks did we just skip over? Kyrie's going to have some social issue that distracts him, and he's going to miss 30 or 40 games. Ben Simmons, I mean, dude, really? You can't find – can Chip England not go make a quick trip to Brooklyn and show him how to shoot the ball? KD's going to miss a bunch of games. All This whole generation of players is at a point where they miss so many games for BS reasons that people didn't used to miss games like this. Um, and I think all of those factors will come together to totally sabotage this team and keep them from being who they are on paper. But there's something to be said for we blew this up because you guys wanted to be here and you thought you could do something. Go do it. It's I can't put up or shut up. You know, who are you? You left other teams to win a championship on your own. OK, do it. I'm just waiting for the news release about how Ben Simmons isn't going to be able to play this year because of the trauma over KD wanting to leave. <laughs> Um, I can't wait for their new reality show, How to Blow Up a Team in Three Years. <laughs> how to Destroy an Organization. With how, how to there. Blow Up Three Teams in Three Years. <laughs> yeah, how to well, Blow Up Three Teams in Three Years. That graphic of Kyrie walking down a line of NBA team flags and lighting each one on fire as he walked by. I, I think, if anything, he helped the, the Celtics, Jason Tatum yeah. and, and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, who seem to be doing pretty good without him. Yep. Um, it's funny, Jared Zero, who um, is our Boston affiliate for uh, for Back Sports Page, he's our our 
our guy out there, he is dead set thinking that KD is going to end up in Boston. And I'm just sitting there saying, for you to pry the uh, KD out to Boston, you were giving up one of those three between Tatum, Brown, and Smart. And I think the Celtics would deal Smart, but I don't think they deal the other two. two. Yeah, yeah. Brown, probably Brown and Smart, or yeah, Brown or Brown Williams or something. Yeah, they're not giving up Tatum. There's if absolutely if you're Brooklyn, the conversation starts with Tatum, kind of like with with Phoenix. The conversation is okay, Booker and and Phoenix doesn't want to give up Booker any more than Boston wants to give up Tatum. And I think Boston would be crazy. You were just in the finals. Yeah, like, I think I think I think you run it back. I think you know you about you know, Tracy didn't hear that. Probably hear that part of the conversation with you and I, but. I think that Boston had a run of luck. Again, you you play the teams that are in front of you. You play the schedule that's in front of you. And I think the Celtics had a measure of good fortune between having a, a Nets team that was in disarray. You had a Milwaukee team who didn't have their number two guy, which in m- majority of those other teams that you would play, Milwaukee's number two guy would probably be a number three guy. I, I'm just not a huge believer in Middleton and, and Drew Holiday. I felt they got on a good streak last year. And they just got hot, but I don't really. I think Giannis really needs a, a solid number two, and those mm-hmm. two guys are the number three, number four, and Brook Lopez a number five option. And then you you got it's Miami. Not Joe no, I'm sorry. It's what not is that? Joe no. no, definitely not. Definitely not. And then you have the Miami Heat, which Jimmy Butler, who is always hurt, and you had a beat up Miami Heat team, which the Celtics were lucky enough, and they still went seven games against. And Jimmy yeah. Butler, Jimmy Butler was a bad decision. Uh, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, a good decision away from instead of shooting a three-pointer, going a few more steps since you had Al Horford backing up, shoot that foul line jumper from winning that game from the Celtics losing. So the Celtics certainly had some good fortune on their way to the NBA Finals this year. But I can't imagine the Celtics coming up with a package where it would keep them competitive and them still getting Kevin Durant. I can't either. I I just don't – when you've been to the Finals and – if Jason Tatum plays the same level where he played the rest of the year, they win the finals. Maybe, 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 mm-hmm. but Jason Tatum choked and the Warriors ate them alive. So, uh, but the idea you'd blow up the core of your team to bring in one guy who's not going to play 50 games, 60 games, Tracy. Well, again, we, t- we, we kind of talked about a lot of these scenarios back and forth this morning over breakfast and, it's, it's just amazing how many people don't have the stick to that the Golden States had, that Milwaukee had last year, that Boston had this year, home, the homegrown teams, um, and the showing up every day mentality is, you know, that's why, again, that's why the Clippers haven't gotten past where they've gotten. Uh, we, were, we were joking about how many uh, good sea um, level people that LeBron has created. I mean, the only thing good to come out of uh, LeBron's first year after the bubble was Alex Caruso, his career, uh, Malik Monk's career this year. Uh, meanwhile, the Lakers, you know, phoning oh. it in. You got, you know, Anthony Davis who can't run a whole season. You got LeBron who always has issues with his groin, which is really Ohio State making the uh, national championship conversation. So he's always off during Christmas to, uh, mm-hmm. to have, after all the college football games are done. Um, can't believe nobody's not seeing that pattern, but, um, you know, they're not, they're phoning it in, but yeah, you know, you look at Steph Curry and I'm not trying to jump on his bandwagon, but you know, they're losing the game, you know, Draymond's not performing. 
steps his digs down and, and, and pulls it out. And that's what we're missing in a lot of these star players. And, and I do think that that run that Golden State just went on, I don't want to say it was a last gasp for them, um, but Clay is obviously not himself. But Bill and I have been saying it all year. That supporting group that they had, yes, they just lost Gary Payton to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, he got paid. But Jordan Poole, Looney, and those other guys. And don't forget, they didn't even have Wiseman this year. Yep. They didn't even they didn't even have Wiseman. So I think that that team relied as much on their supporting cast as they did on their top guys. Look, they played that game with uh, Curry being awful in game five. Absolutely yep. horrendous. And Bill and I were sitting there saying, how do you not look at some of these other players like Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole and not have them as an NBA Finals MVP vote? How do you not yep. look at those guys? But the sexy thing to do was look, give it to Steph. Not that Steph tore the house down. Look, I honestly felt in game six when the Warriors were up big, they kept on coming down the floor and shooting three-pointers. They were begging the Celtics to get back into the game. Yep. They were begging them to come back into the series, and the Celtics couldn't do anything. So, And, and that goes only back because, to – Only because the Celtics haven't shot as many threes as the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, to to their credit, they're, they're a good team. Um to their oh. detriment, you know, they've taught the rest of the league that the answer to everything is to launch a three from half court because, you because Steph. Steph can do it, you know. Yeah. You well, but, you know, you talk about Clay Thompson not not being himself 391 days out. Imagine if you don't uh, get on the mic for 391 days, Randy. You're going yeah, to have to do. I, I, listen, I, I'm not, not denying that whatsoever, but we had the same conversation about Trey Young yesterday. I sent, I sent a message to Bill. I'm like, you know, Trey Young, you know, he basically shoots, you know, shoots a three pointer with 12 seconds left on the clock, about five, six feet behind the three point line. And it's about the sports center play. But I love the move for the, the you know, Vontae Murray. It's going to help them. It's going to help them tremendously because that team, he, like, he needs help. And we, we talked about two seasons ago on how Atlanta won the offseason and now he's going to yeah. get that help. And then last season, they just they didn't have it. Well, you know, they didn't think, play defense last year either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they all. need, they need, they they gave John Collins a bad contract. Yeah. You know that that was a we made the conference finals <laughs> by mistake. Yeah. yeah, John like Atlanta made the conference finals by mistake uh, last season, and uh, John Collins got rewarded for that being there because they didn't want to see him walk away. Now they have buyer's remorse. Um, now he won't even do their training camp. Yeah. yeah it, it, so now. My my final take on KD and Kyrie before we go back to it in a little bit. I know we will definitely go back to it. Um, I, I'm thoroughly disappointed in, in in what they're doing. Um, it doesn't make KD look good if he ends up going to a team like Phoenix because it's Chris Paul's team. Even though they haven't won a championship, so he's not you know bandwagoning another championship. But I think at the end of the day. Because well, you know, the main thing was they wanted to have a coach like Steve Nash, so there was no um, accountability for them. They can pretty much do what they need to do and be stars. I think at the end of the day, man, like this, these are two guys acting like spoiled brats because they're not getting what they want, and now they're walking away. And you know, screw the Nets fan base; they just blew up all their all their uh, their whole their whole team and their future because they traded all those picks for James Harden and they shipped James Harden out to. Uh, Philadelphia. And by the way, Harden doesn't look too much like the jerk anymore because he saw what was going on behind the scenes and he asked out because he didn't want to be part of the clown show anymore. And that's what it's coming down to. The team is looking like a clown show 
And Harden, you know, Bill, you've been awfully critical of Harden. I get to call you out on this. You're you're awfully critical of Harden, but he actually looks like he did the right thing by getting out ahead of this. Today. Today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, he, if Harden has his day. That's it. Today, just if Harden day. had been even decent for Philadelphia, we're having a different conversation about where the Sixers wound up. I think um, you just have a situation where in, we don't have a building mentality anymore. And Tracy and I talked about this, and you and I have talked about this. I love seeing in the finals two teams that basically drafted and built their teams. Yes, you made tweak moves. Yes, you acquired you know Al Horford. Andrew Wiggins has finally turned into an impact player, which was very much in doubt when they got him. Um, but for the most part, the stars of the Golden State Warriors are guys they drafted and developed. The fact that Klay Thompson and Steph Curry have these horrible, horrible injuries and you draft and develop, you use that time to draft and develop Jordan Poole, Kaminga, all, all these support players, Wiseman, maybe he finally, he's going to play in Vegas. We get to see what he looks like. But you use that time to draft wisely and develop those guys in situations where winning was not necessarily the expectation. You could make mistakes. And then when they're on the big stage, Jordan Poole was fabulous. Wiggins was fabulous. Uh, Kaminga had his moments like these guys. And Poole was a key factor in the Dallas series because Dallas had no rebounding, which they've now addressed. But the fact that you were smart about building the team, this is what I enjoy watching. I like watching team building. I don't enjoy watching, oh, where's Kevin Durant? Oh, Kevin has decided he can't play with Kyrie Irving now, so he wants to go play with LeBron. Well, what if LeBron hurts his feelings in, you know, in the middle of next season and then KD wants to be traded? He's going to play with – he going to play? I mean, I'm, I'm done. Like, check me out. I don't even want to watch him. And I loved Kevin Durant. I knew him before he came in the league. I got to be good friends with him when he played for Oklahoma City. Tracy, too, used to see him all the time. We're buds. But who he has become, oh, I have man. no use for it any more than I have use for LeBron. Look, if you're this amazing guy, go with look, look at what all these teams are giving up to bring you in. Go justify it. And that, that's what gets at me. Uh, like Bill said, we, we have histories with these guys. Um, Year before last, Phoenix and Milwaukee, same thing. Teams that built from the ground up or through the draft or developed their, their players. Um, and Oklahoma City didn't do that. They started, but they didn't do that. After 2012, um, they tried it one more time. Attitudes, alpha males, things started getting in the way. I was there for that in the locker room every every game. And so then everybody started going away, you know, they couldn't beat Golden State, so Kevin goes and joins them. and gets, I mean, yeah, he gets his ring, so yeah, he's got the jewelry to speak for it. You had three out of the four guys from there that were successive MVPs. And I think that went to their heads because, to me, um, KD's got his rings from Golden State, right? Yep. He hadn't gotten any on his own. That team could have done that if they'd waited, been patient, waited one or two more years. Now, being there, James was a drunk. James's head was getting bigger than his beard at that time. But since then, the only person who's earned a ring, in my opinion, has been Serge Ibaka. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. No, you're, you're, no, that's 110% <laughs> correct. And I just want, I'm sorry, I got to bring up one point that both of you guys just said about having to blow up a team to help move some of these players around. That's why this year's playoffs 
one of the most compelling series and one of the most entertaining series came from Minnesota and Memphis because it's their guys. Yeah. It's their it's their guys. Memphis fans are excited to watch the Memphis Grizzlies not, not only because of John Morant, because even when he was out during the year, because he was a little too reckless when he was on the court and he was getting hurt, you had enough talent on that team. You had yes, they bought in Stephen Adams, but Steve Stephen Adams is a piece for Desmond mm-hmm. Bain and some of these other great young players that have. And then he's a worker too. Yeah. Dylan oh works. yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's definitely a worker. And then you look at what Minnesota is. Carl Anthony Towns had his first taste of the playoffs. He played very well. Anthony Edwards played very well. They had some very nice pieces as well. And it's a homegrown team. And those teams looked good doing it. And um, I, I got to tell you, in, in the Eastern Conference, there's not a lot of teams right now. You can sit in there saying that they have a lot of homegrown talent besides besides Boston, who has yeah. those three guys. And Al Horford came in and he left and he came back again. You look around that team, you know, yes, Miami bought in Jimmy Butler. They have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam. But those guys are not those guys are not enough. It's just not enough. And, you know who had a good homegrown team that went through adversity and grew? Each individual player grew. The Brooklyn Nets. Before, yeah, Rose, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yep, they did. Karis LeVert. All of the success that they're enjoying now in their new spaces is because they grew together through all that adversity in Brooklyn. Well, the same thing, the Lakers, how many good teams in the league have are good because of pieces they got from the Lakers who chose not to develop their own talent. They drafted well, brought and got good guys like, and then dished them in an effort to land some other super, super group title. His long lost brother, Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram yeah. <laughs> yeah. <the twin. laughs> the other B Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I got some updates here. Some moves that just happened. Free agent Mitchell Robinson has agreed to a new four-year deal, $60 million contract to stay with the Knicks. I guess it pays to be a seven-footer in this league. Uh, that contract has proved to me you don't have to be good to make money in the NBA. Um, he Look, he's not a bad player. He's a, he's, he's a good utility guy. You, I guess you need to pay that. You need to pay your utility guys as well. Um, Bill and I have joked about Mitchell Robinson on the show before because of one of my other co-hosts looked at Robinson as a trade piece of value, which I don't look at him as a trade piece of value. I look at him as, as a guy to help throw in to help make the money work. Now you have money to throw around if you're the Knicks. So Mitchell Robinson was the best player on the Knicks two years ago, though. Yes, I guess. So they're the, paying him out of loyalty and, and and having been through the fire. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> a little while ago, Bruce Brown, officially no longer a member of the Brooklyn Nets. I think he said, I want I don't want to be near this. Has agreed to a two-year, $13 million deal with the Denver Nuggets, uh, courtesy of ESPN's Malika Andrew. Um, look, he's a good defender. He played very well. Uh, despite the situation with the Brooklyn Nets last year, he, for the last two seasons, um, he played extremely well. I, I think it's a nice pickup, a good utility player. It doesn't, ch- it, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't put uh, Denver on another level. I just think it's a good pickup for uh, for depth and uh, veteran leadership. No, what puts Denver on another level is everybody being healthy. Jamal Murray, in particular, yeah, uh, Denver's going to be ridiculous next season. With everybody yeah. because Nikola Jokic, care, I mean, they shouldn't even have made the playoffs, and he just did the Steph Curry, you know, center version of Steph Curry, put the whole team on his back and hauled them there, like Steph did last year. Uh, just and, an incredible team forming there with if everybody's healthy. And not only that, but he just got paid last night too, Jokic. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, totally yeah. record contract. Yeah, it's worth every penny. He will earn every penny of that contract. Yep. It, 
I don't know if this is a surprise move, but in a move that happened last year for a player who didn't want to do it, he, I was very surprised this move was made. Uh, free agent guard Ricky Rubio agreed to return to the Cleveland Cavaliers on a three-year, $18 million deal. Uh, sources told Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, Rubio played an immense role in the Cavaliers uh, towards start of the season. A year ago before tearing his ACL, Cleveland traded him to Indiana as an expiring contract at the deadline. But both sides were hopeful a reunion could happen, and now it will on a new multi-year deal. Um, I into what JB is doing up there. Yep. Yeah, I, I gotta I mean, tell you, talk about LeBron wanting to go back because, of, of course, you know they're riding the bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> no one does it like LeBron. I'll tell you. Um, I gotta tell you, with Rubio, for a guy who years ago uh, had a lot of uh, clout coming into the NBA, Rubio mm-hmm. has carved out a nice little niche of not being a superstar all star. That has has made a nice career of being effective where he where he wherever he's gone. Started in Minnesota, played really well in Utah, and now a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Certainly made a difference last season. Glad he's getting paid. I'm glad he's going to a place where he's appreciated because he hasn't been appreciated so far. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and six million a year. That's hey. That's a bargain. Uh, <laughs> uh, two uh, two fourteen in the morning this morning. The news broke uh, that the uh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton II is finalizing a multi-year deal with the Portland Trailblazers. His agent, Aaron Gordon, confirmed to ESPN. Payton, who spent the last two seasons with the Warriors, is expected to join the Blazers on a three-year, $28 million deal, sources told ESPN Mark, uh, ESPN's Mark J. Spears. The Warriors offered Payton the taxpayer mid-level exception, sources told Spears. Look, when you win a championship, no matter what happens, you are um, going to get paid. doesn't matter if it's with the Warriors and and or someone else and mid, the mid-level exception is nice to try and go back and win it and, and repeat but if you you, you got to get paid if you're you only have so many opportunities for it golden state's uh salary cap situation makes them ripe to be picked yeah because <laughs> they yeah. can't afford to pay they you can't pay everybody i mean you can pay everybody but wow it gets so expensive yeah, was he 171 million over the yeah tax? yeah Peter tax and it starts to really add up and Looney and Poole want to get paid too, and, and yeah. so and I yeah. think that's a little bit more of a priority than Peyton. Got to uh, pay Wiggins, Peyton. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in a move that doesn't surprise anybody, but maybe it will surprise everybody, especially since Phoenix is flirting with Durant. The Phoenix Suns star Devin Booker has agreed to it on a four-year, two hundred twenty-four million dollars supermax extension. His agents, Jessica Holtz and Melvin Booker of CAA Basketball, tell ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The deal begins in 2024-2025 and brings Booker's total contract value to six years and $295 million. Can Booker be thrown into a deal for Durant at this point? Would you do it? Um, obviously, you want to try and keep Paul and Booker together if you can get Durant. Um, just this... If they're really flirting to get Durant, this deal seems a little uh, a little weird timing. Well, I mean, I don't. I, I may be wrong, but I don't believe you can sign a supermax and then be traded. You can't. So that takes Booker off the conversation when Sean Marks calls Phoenix, um, and all he's got left to deal with is honestly is DeAndre Ayton. And, and, and said, he, I'm building around Edwards before I'm ever building around Ayton. I know he's going to be the next John Collins. He's going to get overpaid because he was in one situation where he played well. And then you're going to put him in another situation where he's not going to play well, but you're going to give him a max, a huge deal. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense because, like, we, Bill, we said it on uh, off topic yesterday that Aiden is a nice piece, 
but he's a victim of his teammates. His, the success that he has is a victim. He's a victim of his his teammates' success. He's going to give you 20 points a night because of the guys he has around him and not because of his talent. And I think if you're, if you're Brooklyn and you try and center a deal around him, it's I'm, I'm going to have start having flashbacks of Derek Holm again traded for Sean Bradley and Kenny Anderson being traded for uh, Khalid Reeves and Kendall Gill. And, um, I just... How do, how do teams keep making this mistake? Look, Jalen Brunson, nice young player, vastly overpaid by the Knicks. They come in, they make a big production of scouting him in the playoffs against Utah. Huge deal about Jalen Brunson, undersized guard who looked good in situations where he had Luka Doncic drawing all of the defensive attention. You're going to make him your starting point guard and think he's going to run your show for you? Yeah. How do, how do yeah, teams... I, I, I don't understand how you can look at a player who's in a very unique situation and thrives off of that unique situation and think somehow he's going to create a superstar. He's going to become a superstar when you take him away from the superstar he was playing with. That's Aiton. If you're not playing with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, what are you really? We don't know, but he's not a max player. Jalen Brunson, how soon are the Knicks going to be trying to move him? Taking a player who's a situational player, and hey, kudos to them. They're going to make a lot of money from it. Brunson's a nice young player. I'm not saying he's not. He's not a star point guard. He's not going to save the Knicks and lead them back to being being relevant. I don't get how teams keep making this mistake over and over and over. That that was a father-son thing. I mean, (laughs) his agent is Sam Rose, which is Leon's. Kid, mm-hmm. so there's there's the way around tampering there uh, because they're having conversations at the dinner table, uh, and then of course Rick, you know, and um, and Jalen. Um, but yeah, we were we were kind of laughing about that yesterday, um, and it was the lead story until KD said he yeah. wanted to opt out, and so it became you know story number eight or nine down the down the list. Yeah. The Knicks are fine. It should be. The Knicks um, were so celebrating. We're like we're all, we're like, we have a good, we are in the headlines. Katie wants out. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, the Aiton situation goes back to what we've kind of alluded to a couple times here about teams building in the style of basketball, and the, you know everybody trying to emulate the Warriors and, and launch threes from and, and play little to no defense. The reason DeAndre Aiton's iced out of that is because, like you guys said, that his current situation in Phoenix because they want to play the small ball. Um, you blame Steph Curry, blame Mike D'Antoni, whoever you want to blame. Um, the the era of feed it into Shaq, feed it into Hakeem, that era is gone. And that's why um, DeAndre can't make any money. I personally think his best landing spot would be Atlanta because yeah, he doesn't have a lot of the pressure to be a star, but he can be bigger than John Collins is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think that's the swap that probably should happen, send Capella and Collins to Phoenix because – that style of ball, small ball, they're smaller guys. Uh, put DeAndre in there with DeJounte Murray and, and Trey Young, and I think Atlanta's got something. Are they a championship team? Probably not, uh, but they're in the mix, you know, for at least the next three to four years. Also, like and, Capella. I like Capella in Phoenix because he's doesn't you don't have to feed him. He's used to playing with guards that don't look for the pass. Yeah, yeah he just rebounds and puts it back in, and that's how he gets his points. In Houston, he never did that, but – the, hey, in the modern NBA, that, this is what Dallas needs too. Somebody who will rebound the miss. They got JaVale McGee. And just put it back in. And you've got Christian Woods and JaVale McGee. These are, you know, and McGee is more like Aiton, I think. You just, and Capella, where 
yeah, he'll create space, he'll get the rebound, and then they get another possession, and that's what you're looking for. Uh, that's not a – you don't need a max player to do that for you. But when Phoenix was playing center by committee with Biombo and um, and JaVale was there uh, backing up Aiton, that tells you they don't really care that much about the center position. Yeah. You know, it's all and, about and, feeding Booker and, and Chris Paul getting in for his little 15-foot poppers and, mm-hmm. and you know, and relying on uh, Cam Johnson to hit your outside shots, relying on Mikel Bridges to do defense. the scrapping and the hustle and mm-hmm. get the defense and campaign to do what he does. That's that's where they've lined all their ducks up, and that's and, why Aiden's on the out. And, and I got to bring up something with the Jalen uh, Brunson move um, with New York. I I think this moves this move right here hurts R.J. Barrett, the growth of R.J. Barrett, because Brunson's going to want to be the alpha dog on that team because he's been so you know so recruited by them to be one. R.J. Barrett is a silent but you know a silent star. Who lets his play do the talking? He's he's not, you know, egotistical. He's not about. It's not about him. It's about the team. And bringing a guy like Brunson, I think, is going to take away the growth of R.J. Barrett from that from that organization. I, it's, it's not to the degree of Russ and KD. And I made a joke to Bill. I'll throw this in there real quick. I, I think KD went about you know what crazy yesterday because Kyrie was probably going to the Lakers. They were probably going to have to ship Russ, and Russell was going to have to play with KD again. And KD says, the hell with this, I'm out of here. <laughs> but you have that alpha male situation. I mean, mm-hmm. you have it in Atlanta right now because DeJounte is a, is a ball handler. So Trey's going to have to learn to play off the ball, which is something he's never done. Right. Um, if Damian Lillard stays put, you have the same situation with Gary Payton, the mm-hmm. second, and Damian Lillard now. So teams are putting themselves in these situations. Um, you just picking on Portland a little bit. Bill and I are both from that area. Um, why are we not talking about building around Nurkic? Now, I get Lillard's a star, but you know, rumors for three years now are that people are going to try and pry him away, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's Boston, whether it's New Orleans. <laughs> CJ trying yeah. to get him to come down to New Orleans yeah. and rejoin forces there. So I mean, you know, was Gary Payton insurance? Was Gary Payton? You know what, what's going? I, I don't understand the Gary Payton. I'm glad he got paid. Three and twenty-eight is nice. You know, I'd like to get three and twenty-eight for doing something. But you know, what has he done yet? Right, let's, let's give me that money. <laughs> give, give me that. Give me that money. Um, you know, and we also talk about Portland. And Bill and I were talking about it. Why not try and trade Kyrie for Damian Lillard? But I think I think I go. I, I, I'm hating the fact that it's leading back to, to the Nets, but. It's it's Irving and Durant, or it's nothing for the Nets. It's not going to be one or the other. And I think um, when it probably should be one or the other. It should I, be. I, yeah, and I have no interest in keeping Kyrie around because look at all the nonsense. KD is going to play, but well, I do think. Well, I say the same thing about the Clippers. When you allowed Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to dictate to you that you had to sign both of them, they don't look good together. They haven't been together that much. One or the other's always hurt usually Kawhi, but even when they have been healthy, they don't look good on the court together because their games are too similar. And so right. you just letting players decide who they want to play with. This is a really bad horror. It's, it makes the NBA unwatchable in so many ways, the regular season. What we see in the playoffs, of course, is that the, the foam rises to the top and we enjoy watching Golden State and Boston go at each other. But all this, the, all the drama is created by allowing players to be the ones that are running teams, and that they're not good at. It. I mean, J- 
General managers are not all that good at building teams. Players are really bad at it. It's true. And like, I, I'm going to throw one other thing out here before we go back to the news is I, I honestly feel right now, if you look at all the teams that are, are making moves, you look at Miami and Milwaukee and Boston who haven't really done much to their roster. A PJ Tucker opted out. Um, but he, you know, he, Bill and I thought last year PJ Tucker was the missing piece, and ended up not really working out. So, or he might just be resigning for less money. But man, like you look at these teams that aren't really doing much, and they're going to come back with with better chemistry because they're they're not trying to to make it work. They they already know what they're what they're doing and going back into it. Yep. Right now, the, uh, Phoenix is going to look different. I after that game seven loss to Dallas being embarrassed the way you do, you have to do something to change it because you can't, you can't go back and, and with the same team and expect to have a different result. So well, the Philadelphia, you know, you mentioned James Harden and the disparity between your opinion of James and, and uh, Bill's opinion of James and how he's at least looked good for one day. Um, but that goes back not to James, that goes back on Daryl. Yep. Okay. Cause right now they're the Houston 76ers. I mean, the, Philadelphia Rockets. Daniel House just signed yesterday with uh, Philly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, P.J. Tucker has played with James before. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're chasing Eric Gordon. Hmm. Sounds like a reunion yeah. at Daryl's house. <laughs> <laughs> but it may be it, it may be the confluence of, of the right thing as long as Embiid goes back to playing center. <laughs> There's their new logo. <laughs> Uh, and that was not rehearsed that that was awesome by the way um but you know they they may be a team that you know they're not really other than harden and and uh joel and bead they're not a team of superstars you know there are some blue collar guys in there now and Mm -hmm. so it it may work for them this year as long as joel falls out of love with a three-point shot and goes back to being a center don't need you to do that buddy we got plenty yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I you you ain't you ain't lying. Uh, real quick, just to finish up the news, then we'll freestyle a little bit. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant have agreed to it uh, to terms on a four-year designated rookie extension, likely worth two hundred twenty-six million dollars. Sources told Adrian Wojnarowski he was very busy last night. Obviously, Morant was named the NBA's most improved player of the of the year last year. It goes back to what we were saying. Uh, people are going to be more gravitated to the homegrown teams, and. Uh, this is one of the homegrown guys getting rewarded, and it's it's actually good to see. Including Kevin Durant, who allegedly had Memphis on a short list uh, when Bill and I talked two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And now Vegas has it as a 1 in 650 odds that he goes to Memphis to play with Morant. I Another think mm-hmm. I, Kevin Durant is certainly not helping his cause of being a team jumper. You know, again, we've all talked about how he is one of the most oversensitive superstars in the history of the NBA. (laughs) And, and now it, it, this makes him look even worse. It's one thing for him to, um, it's one thing for him to have multiple Twitter burner accounts for people to, 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 uh, you know, troll what people are saying about him, but this takes it to a whole nother level. And Mm. he is now like, if he ever thought that he felt, he felt like a villain before now he looks even worse. Well, I always thought the Easy Money Sniper burner account, which has actually evolved into his main account more so than his original, 
<laughs> I always thought that was, uh, you know, talk about how well he shoots and what a prolific score he is. And now I just found it's because it's easy to take four and 197. Yeah. <laughs> easy money. Yeah, easy money to say the least. Uh, real quick, just to finish up the news, I love to get you. Uh, we just talked about Jokic getting paid uh, to a, a record history contract. Carl uh, Anthony Towns has agreed to a four year, $224 million extension. Um, uh, you know, Again, homegrown guy. Bill and I talked about it. He's a Robin. He's not a Batman. I took Anthony Edwards for him to come out and to show his Robin skin. Um, happy he got a deal, but now Anthony Edwards is going to be sitting there saying he wants to get paid, and he has to yeah. wait another year or two for it. Um, and it's, Goose, it's Goose's team now. It absolutely is. I always got to call him Goose, Anthony yeah. Edwards. He probably, doesn't um, know. he probably wouldn't catch the reference. <laughs> but come on, with Top Gun back in theaters. Okay. I love it. Andre Andre Drummond signed a six point six deal with the uh, six six point six million dollar deal, two year deal with the Chicago Bulls. Um, Jalen Brunson signed with the Knicks, as we discussed, and then obviously some smaller moves. Guys like Delon Wright signing with the Washington Wizards, Kyle Anderson with the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Gary Harris with the Orlando Magic, Anthony Gill with the Wizards, and oh, okay, I I, I didn't even see this move, but PJ Tucker back with Philadelphia, as you guys were just saying. So, okay. yeah, um, and then Harden's meeting with the with the Sixers this weekend. They Nick Claxton, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Lonnie, Lonnie, the Lakers are back in it now. You know, and now they're back in championship form because Lonnie Walker the fourth is now on the team. <laughs> well, they finally got a little Greg Popovich in their in their mojo. So yeah, I, yeah. So so I expect to see Lonnie Walker the fourth in uh, 23, 24 playing for the Indiana Pacers on a nice contract, like in, in burgeoning uh, his career, like yeah. Caruso did and Malik Monk did just now. And mm -hmm. LeBron still at the end of the uh, regular season out of the postseason. Mm -hmm. So guys, so let's, let's uh, get our crystal ball out before we finish up here. Uh, what do you guys think this? I, I can't see the nets. I know I keep going back to Durant and Irving, but I can't see the nets letting this drag. Either well, one of two things can happen. They can either let it drag out and let it let it fizzle, and maybe guys will come to a sense. These guys come to their senses and just play it out, or Sean Marks can't let this go through the holiday week without finishing this thing. You either got to say you're not, we're not moving you, or you got to get something done. I honestly, I what the hell do you do? Are, do you take Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook? I just don't. I don't see that. How do you? And then Ben Simmons is your. Of all the messes, what you have are a bunch of messes. You have a yeah. bunch of messes as your option. Which mess do you accept? And to me, I like the precedent. And I, I take your point about other players saying, I don't want to play there because I'd like to be Sean Marks explaining that to other players. Look, if you tell us you want to come here and you want to play together and we mortgage everything we have to make it happen for you, we're a player friendly team. Then you try to stab us in the back. No, we're not going to do that. Look, you guys have been talking about how you're so great and you're going to win together. Come do it. Show the NBA what you've got. And let's see it. What is your legacy? Are you a star player? Are you a bandwagon guy? This is the best opportunity that all of you have to show what you can be. So come be it. And I'm not going to screw the team further, make them add fire to the bonfire that's already burning by bringing in a just a bunch of misfit pieces because it's the only thing we could do. Yeah. It's, you know what? The funny thing is too, I want to cut this clip, 
put it on Twitter and send it to uh, KD and Kyrie, but then we'll, we will get blocked because Kyrie, because <laughs> oh, KD would be like, you don't agree with me. Block. No. Um, so I, I like, here, my final take on it, Tracy, I want to get your final take on it. Uh, and then I promise we'll move away from this topic. It just feels like we keep going back to KD and Kyrie. Um, look, at the end of the day, you guys, they look really bad. <laughs> they look really bad at that Celtics press conference after game four when they yep. say they're going to work with ownership and try and, and get a winner here in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and then come out. And then when all this happens, because you're, you're Kevin Durant, your buddy is not getting what he wants. You guys sitting there saying, well, we're going to take our ball and go home. It's more a reflection of the Nets putting their foot down and saying no and making the players look bad. And I think that's what makes them upset is it's making them look bad. This whole situation has looked bad since the Harden trade to get Harden there. If you would have stuck with your original team, you look at what that team could have been if they didn't make that trade for James Harden that those two guys helped initiate. You would have had Spencer Dinwiddie, who was playing very well until he got hurt. Yep. You would have had Chris Levert, who at that time was playing very well. Mm-hmm. And you would have had Jared Allen, yep. who was playing very well at that time. You would be in the NBA Finals. You well, would be comp- if you didn't have it, they got bounced, right? If you didn't have that, you would have the pieces to say what they said at that press conference. You'd have yeah. the pieces to back that up and say, you know what? We sucked. We didn't deliver. We'll, what did Kyrie say? See you in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And so now, now they put themselves in a quarter because now if you don't get moved and you're there for training camp, even more eyes are on you. And if you don't play well, you're going to get killed. And what the Celtics did during the NBA playoffs is they gave the rest of the NBA a blueprint on how to stop Kevin Durant. Yeah. And so yeah. that's so things are can, can get worse real quick for those two. If they don't sort of get it together and figure it out, and hopefully by the time we come back on the air after I get back from uh, from my my little vacation, I finally am taking a little break. I'm heading to Spain. Hopefully, when I get back from Spain, we're either talking about them on their new teams or on how this thing was able to be worked out. Final thoughts from Tracy. Go ahead. Starts with a P. I think he's going. <clears throat> Everybody says Phoenix, and that's the sexy choice, but I think it's Portland. I think if he gets swapped, he goes to Portland. I know I hypothesize uh, a scenario where he should be punished by going to Minnesota and that, you know, that gives, that gives um, Sean Marks, um, you know, a building piece in Anthony Edwards, uh, but Minnesota's not that dumb um, despite 20 years prior uh, of dealing, um, you know, Nurkic would be a nice piece in, uh, in Brooklyn as well. So I think he honestly, ends up in like Portland. Um, there's reports out this morning that um, prior to his news breaking, which obviously this is for it to be planned prior to his news breaking, they had to have known what he was thinking. Um, there's a report went out this morning that says that Miami's trying to work a deal to get Mitchell and KD in Miami. Don't see that working. No. I don't see it working on paper. I don't see it working on the court. <laughs> oh, like, I don't know how Riley does it sometimes, but <laughs> like I can honest, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think right now Riley is trying to figure out a way to get Kyrie and KD. I think he'll, I think he'll move on from Mitchell. I think, I think Mitchell thing is is a far stretch for Pat Riley at this point. Mitchell needs to be in New York. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's the guy the Knicks should have been going after, not 
not Brunson. Not yep. Yeah. And so I think that uh, Pat Riley is going to try and come up with a, a package for the Nets to pry both of those guys away. And I think it's going to come around. I think he is willing. I think the only guy he's not going to move is Bam. I think he's the only well, he one can't. who's an untouchable. Yeah. He can't. Yeah. But yeah. I was saying. I mean, if, they, if they move Bam, they got to acquire. Um, they, if they make that trade, Ben Simmons has to be involved. Yeah, so like I think what's going to end up happening is you're probably going to center that deal around Jimmy Butler, who loves being in Miami. Let's just say like he loves being in Miami, but you're putting Jimmy Butler and you're putting Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, as many pieces as you can to make that work. I don't know what the centerpiece of that team of that trade would be for the Nets. You, you're, you're not building around Jimmy Butler. You're, no. It's going to have to be very. It would have. No, any t- any trade that you're going to have either for those two guys together or even individually, it's going to have to be a three-team deal. Yeah. Because there's just too much money. There's too much money. So Right right now, Sean Marks, um, you know, when he heard KD's news, slammed his hand down on the, on his bathroom counter and knocked all the toothpaste out of his tube. Right now, he's trying to put all the toothpaste back in the tube as is. Yeah. <laughs> That's an easier right. job than what he's got ahead of him. That's oh, true. I think I think right now, if, if you know what, there's there's if there was a way to work out a three team deal to send them all to Washington, I think he would want to work that out right now. But, uh, but I I don't know. I just you look at all the possibilities. Phoenix, I know these are, Phoenix and Miami. It doesn't make sense for either one of those teams to mortgage their roster to bring in Kevin Durant. You no. look around the league on teams that are that one player away. There's not a lot of those teams. That are one player away from a championship, especially not one player who is volatile. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to play hard? Is he going to play through minor injuries? Is he going to have more burner accounts? Is he going to give up on the team? Is he going to, as George Carl told us after they traded Allen Iverson and Carmelo Anthony, I just need twelve guys who want to play hard together as a team, and I'll take my chances. I don't need prima donnas who are so caught up in their own stats and their own mythical worlds in their heads that they forget what it means to win basketball games. Give me 12 guys who want to play together and play hard, and I'll go to war every night, period. And that is not – I don't want Kevin Durant. I don't want Kyrie Irving. I don't want Kawhi Leonard. I don't want LeBron James. I'll take Luka Doncic, who's going to – Fucking rip his jersey when they're losing because he can't stand to lose. He's gonna play through injuries. I want guys like that. I want Steph Curry. I want Kawhi. I want um, Clay Thompson, who's gonna get up from tearing his ACL and shoot the dang free throw before getting carried off the. I want these guys on my team. I don't want prima donnas. I don't care how many points you scored in the Sports Center highlight. I want guys are gonna show up 82 games and play hard every night. And care about team success over personal stats. Steph Curry having a horrible off night shooting, happy to set up his teammates in the finals. That's who I want. And you know who I want leading these teams? Cotton Fitzsimmons. <laughs> you know what Cotton Fitzsimmons used to say to the Phoenix Suns? I'm going to take care of all of you. I'm going to get all of you paid. Uh, because I'm yep. doing that, I can trade your ass tomorrow. And I want, I want to throw. Know that they're expendable, even though they're getting paid all these big contracts. They also need to know tomorrow is not promised. And on that note, and on that note Randy Zellia has left us. So I want to thank Tra- uh, Tracy T Money. What's your full Twitter handle? Let's throw it out there. Oh, Real T Money Media. Real T Money Media. 
Uh, follow him on Twitter. Of course, I'm the Rocket Guy. There's at Randy BSP is back with us. He's got to hit the road. So I think on that I'll, note, I'll, I will leave you with one, one to death. I will I will leave you with one comment. Uh, what um, in in the Dark Knight, the, the the famous quote was, "You either die a hero or or live lo- or live long enough to become See the enemy." Yourself become the, the villain. Yep. yep. Kyrie Irving, Ky- Kevin Durant, LeBron James, all those guys who were the heroes years ago are now becoming the enemies of the league because of the way they behave and the way they treat it. With that being said, you heard where they, where they are. I'm on Randy BSP, Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for checking in here at the huddle. Tracy Graven. Glad to finally have you. I'm telling you, we had to go through all those people to get you. It was definitely, it was definitely worth it. All right, guys, we'll see you when we're back uh, a week or so back here on the huddle. Until then. Absolutely. Thanks, Randy.